Get ready for brilliant people, brilliant ideas, and a regular good time. This is Brilliant Thoughts with Success People editor Tristan Almada, the show that thinks about how personalities, relationships, and communication shape business success. And now here he is, Tristan Almada. In this episode, I've got an amazing author, a good friend, and if you've been listening or reading Success Magazine for a while, you'll know her name, Kendra Hall. Her last book, Stories That Stick, was really good. You can still pick that one up. It's got over a thousand reviews on Amazon and her latest book is called Choose Your Story, Change Your Life. That's what we're going to dive into here. Listen up, take notes, very inspiring. And of course, get ready for some stories. Welcome back to another episode of Brilliant Thoughts. I'm your co-host here. I, I feel like it's a co-host situation with, with Kendra, <laughs> but I'm Tristan. I've got Kendra Hall with me. You know her. You've heard of her. If you haven't, you've got to pick up her book. Her latest book is about to hit the market. And let's talk about that, Kendra. Welcome to the show. Oh, Tristan, I am so glad to be here. I feel like it's been a long time coming. So thanks for having me. Oh, well, tell me about your book, Choose Your Story, Change Your Life, because I'm seeing it all over social media. And I know we've got common friends, so I'm seeing that to, there too, and I'm yeah. excited about it. Tell me about that. So, well, you know, nothing like nothing like putting out a book right at the new year. It seemed like a good time to do it. Yeah, the book is called Choose Your Story, Change Your Life. Silence your inner critic and rewrite your life from the inside out. And my expertise is storytelling. It always has been. I did the math just earlier today. I told my first story almost 30 years ago. Uh, I know. I it seemed it feels weird to say that out loud. Um, and while outward stories is something that I've studied and researched and been very passionate about, especially how we can use stories in business, uh, it's become clear to me that another really important story or stories are the stories we tell ourselves. And if we're not careful, um, these stories can lead us to a place we don't want to be. And if we are intentional, they can lead us to some really great places. And so I thought, let's write a whole book. Let's break this down and and help people get to where they want to be. Oh, I like that. So mm-hmm. tell me along the stories, the storyline, because I, I know a lot of us just have these conversations with ourselves and then yeah. they become, they they like become the, the real way of how we see life. And that's the story we continually tell ourselves, right? Yeah. So, yep. How do we start breaking free from that? Because it's like on replay for a lot of us. That's exactly that's exactly the challenge is, and breaking free is exactly the goal. But it's hard to break free from something that you're only barely aware is there, or you're only aware in very specific moments. And And it really starts with the awareness that we are, whether you know it or not, uh, constantly telling ourselves stories. Um, And they are stories from our past. They're stories of things that we've heard or been told, the things we've experienced. And all of these stories add up to create how, how we see the world, essentially, and perhaps more importantly, how we see ourselves in it. And, you know, Tristan, when we think about, when we think about life, 
we often think about it in three separate parts. Like something happens, we respond to that thing and uh, we get results, right? So it's, you know, your alarm goes off in the morning. uh, You respond to that by either waking up or not waking up. And so you either achieve your, you do your morning workout or you skip it. And over time, that creates the results in our life. And, And what I think the challenge is, is we go to make these changes in our lives and we attack it at the behavior. Uh, like, how do I change my behavior? How do I how do mm. I change that response without really realizing that there's this almost imperceptible slice of time between the event or the thing and our reaction to the thing? And that is all the stories that we tell ourselves about our mm. life. And so if we were to go in and start adjusting our behaviors based on these changing these stories or choosing better stories, like stopping the automation, we can therefore act in different ways and therefore create different results in our life. All right. I, I agree with you. I never actually never thought of what you just said. We were attacking the behavior. And and you're right. Now that I, I was looking back as you were talking and I'm thinking, the people that I talk to sometimes do attack the behavior. And they get mad at these people for having an opinion, right? Their behavior of how they're they're functioning mm. on, on social or in real life. So what do we attack instead? I, the story that we're telling ourselves? Yeah. And and maybe attack is, is kind of an aggressive an aggressive. It is an aggr- by nature. The word attack. I like that is, word. I love that word. But if you're trying to find the thing to change. Yes, you. we need to change our behaviors, but going straight for the behavior may not make the difference that you need if you have really strong stories that are causing that behavior. And, and so therefore, it's choosing better stories to then choose the behavior. So for example, let's go, mm. let's go to a very specific time. Uh, it was like December 2020. Um, I had significantly fallen off my workout game. Um, and I had a bunch of stories going in my mind that I barely realized were there. Now, these stories weren't necessarily negative, but they were certainly supporting my stagnation, if you will. Like, what's the point? Um, I'm an avid spinner. I love going to Soul Cycle, but Soul Cycle was closed or it was really far away. So I'm like, why? I mean, I can't, I can't do the workout that I want. Um, you know, there were all of these, there were all of these story or I need to be, I don't have time. I need to be home to take care of the kids. Um, and ultimately like, oh, it just doesn't really matter. Right. So all of these little stories in my mind. And then my husband, it was a Sunday morning. I'll never forget. Just had the audacity to put on his running shoes and walk out the door and go for a run. And I was like, (laughs) How dare he? And then I started I started going into this spiral of, well, I have the responsibility. Well, somebody has to do the dishes. Like, why does he? Then I start telling stories about him, right? Meanwhile, I am getting no closer to exercising. Now, I happen to have a spin bike, not a not a Peloton, it's just a spin bike I bought offline out on my deck. So it's there. I can go exercise. But I just, all Mm. these stories were keeping me. I had the clothes on even. That's what I'm saying. We're trying to attack the behavior. I had the Mm. clothes on. I had the the playlist ready. I was ready. And and all of these stories were keeping me in my living room not working out. And 
finally, I, I'd been working on the book and I said, ah, you know what? I think I need a better story. So I told myself the story of a wedding I went to um, when I had been active and keeping the, keeping the promises to myself. I felt great. I felt beautiful. And actually, as a, even a side note, a woman came up to me at that wedding and said, wow, you look radiant. And it wasn't the kind of like, you look so pretty. It was like, I did. I felt radiant. It was the kind of thing that comes from inside you. So I told myself that story. I knew exactly what I was wearing. I knew exactly where the wedding was. I know exactly who the woman was. I remember the whole night. I remember dancing with Michael, my husband. I told mm-hmm. myself this story. I had all of these. I had two other stories that I told myself of when I felt really good because I had been keeping the promises to myself from a health and fitness level. All yeah. it took was telling myself those three stories. And I told the kids, I'm like, hey, you get to play your iPads for an hour. I'm going out on the spin bike. And unless you are bleeding or choking, and then I'm like, well, actually, you know what? Don't need anything. Just don't need anything. And unless you are bleeding, don't come out and bother me. And I went out and got a, you know, 500 calorie workout in. I would not have done Whoa. that if I had kept just trying, trying to work out right? It took the stories that then moved me to the behavior that then got me my results, which, you know, of course, accumulate over time. Interesting. All right. I, I like that. I like the way, and this is all in your book. You kind of break it down because I haven't yeah. read it because it's not out yet, but it's going to be out next week. So pick it up. But is this in the book? Yeah. There's a whole methodology for how to choose better stories to ultimately change your life. Mm-hmm. Do you find that affirmations or, or incantations or just mantras like that, do you find that those work for you? I have had at times in my life where I've had an affirmation um, and it was really helpful. It was, a, it was something to, it felt like I was doing something in honor of the person I wanted to become. Um, I think, mm. I don't think it's... Um, in contrast or in conflict with this. However, if you're one of those people who has who has a morning routine, who has your mantras and your affirmation, you've made your vision board, you, you've done all the things, and yet you're still struggling, it could be like you're bringing a, a match to an iceberg, right? And it's like thinking that an affirmation, you can melt an affirmation with a match or melt a iceberg of limiting beliefs with a match when really that iceberg is made up of our stories. And so you need better stories. And I find that affirmations also can be so future focused. So if you have as something that hasn't necessarily happened yet, um, and again, I think it's it's really important to paint a vision for your future. I, I do that myself. But if you have an overactive editor or even just one that's in pretty good shape inside your head, like they will, they're going to come at that and say, hey, you haven't done that. Where's the proof that you can? Your stories will <laughs> answer that question. That's so interesting. It's so true. Because when, when you think of these massive, so Jim Collins, uh, what, what is that? BHAGs, right? He talks about BHAGs. When you're thinking of a BHAG, and all of a sudden you have your, like you said, your editor going and saying, mm, that, that's not going to happen based on what you've been doing. So yeah. that's a really good point. How do we tackle that story? 
How do we say then to ourselves, hey, you know, it's okay that we haven't done this in the past, but here's the path. How do you gravitate to those stories that do take you to that next level? What does that look like? That's a really great question. So yeah, if you're staring down a BHAG and you're like, oh gosh, how do I, where do I even start? And it's one of those things, I mean, I'm I'm thinking of mine right now that, and even as you said that, it like made me a little nauseous, right? Like it, which is a sign, which is a sign that that is a good BHAG. Um, so for example, my, um, oh gosh, you can hear my voice quiver. I don't even want to say this out loud right now. That's good though, because I know. we all have this. Exactly. So you're going to, I'm just going to put it, I'm going to put it out there. Uh, one it. of my BHAGs is to have this book uh, achieve the honor of a New York Times bestseller. Now there, I don't, there are very few authors that I've known that haven't had that goal in the back of their mind, whether they've explicitly stated it on a podcast to thousands of people, that, that may be a different story. Um, and the reality is, Tristan, this is not a new BHAG for me. I had the same goal with my first book. Now, I was a bestseller on like Publishers Weekly and Wall Street Journal, but I wasn't a New York Times bestselling author. Uh, it wasn't a New York Times bestselling book. And I'm very realistic about how challenging that can be to get on that list. Um, and part of me didn't even want to set that goal at all. Uh, I wanted to do the behaviors, but didn't want to set the goal because mm. I just know that it is, it's one of those things that isn't really, it's not necessarily a direct reflection of effort. Um, however, so this is a new, <laughs> I'm like going through this process for <laughs> myself right now. Uh, this that's is the thing good. about personal growth, right? Is even when you write the book, you're still growing, Right. Um, so mm -hmm. one of the things that I have to do is because my internal editor is just <laughs> having a ball with this because it, it can tell me, well, remember last time when you set the goal and you didn't get on the list? Like I remember where I was sitting or where I was standing when I heard I didn't make the New York Times bestseller list. I remember all of the effort I put in and still didn't achieve that goal. And so my, my editor, my internal storyteller is throwing all of those stories back at me. So instead, what I'm doing is telling myself the stories of the other times I've been underestimated or I've underestimated myself and I came out on top. Um, because those are stories that will fuel me and remind me that like, hey, this is, you've, you've set impossible goals before and you've achieved them. Now, maybe they weren't where I am. They weren't the same. But like, for example, uh, I was on the speech team in high school. That's where I started my storytelling. And I remember going to my very first speech meet as a freshman in high school and just getting up there and telling stories. I was competing in the storytelling category, as you know, cool. you might guess. And I barely knew what I was doing, but I was very passionate about the art and the beauty of storytelling. And I just went out there and was me. And I won the whole contest. And so 
So that that right there, like, is a remind telling myself that story is a reminder, like, hey, Kendra, yeah, you're not this, you're not that, you're not this, but you are this. And this has been enough in other areas of your life. Why not trust it here? Right. So I have that very vivid memory of when I was completely an underdog and um and succeeded. So that's just one example. So And that's why the book is called Choose Your Story, because we all have plenty of stories in our life that would keep us like locked away in our bedrooms and not go outside. Right. Like it's just the world is too scary. There's too much to lose. I'm not going anywhere. But we also all have stories within us that will motivate the behaviors we need to take, the actions we need um, in order to get where we want to go. So it's like choose your own adventure type thing. A bit, I mean, as yeah. A, as a kid, I remember picking up these these books and I'm like, okay, I, I know what I'm going to do next. And I think we, we for, and then I would die. I'm like, oh crap, I went the wrong way. <laughs> it's interesting that that we don't often, I think, give ourselves the choice to tell a story that is more favorable to where we're heading, right? We think that we're predestined in a way, or yeah, that we aren't in control of what stories we tell ourselves. But that choice is so important. And again, it isn't, the book isn't called Change Your Story, Change Your Life. Like we can't change the things that happen to us. We can't change the stories that are the pieces of our experiences, the pieces of our realities. But we can choose to set those aside in favor of stories that, yeah, that get us where we want to go. I love that. So now, I I love that you shared with us the New York Times bestseller, BHAG. That's just awesome. By the way, everyone, pick up her book (laughs) uh, on Amazon or anywhere. I I love that because it just shows, like you said, we're all in the process of progressing, even if you've written about it, right? It means that you're, you're in the process of figuring it out and you want to share that with everyone, right? How you've been able to at least get to where you're at and you're continually pushing forward. So what do you find besides us telling ourselves stories that we have on replay that are just stories of when we failed and how we didn't make it? How do we start? replacing those with good stories. Is there a process that you go through either in the morning, in the Mm -hmm. evening, throughout the day, just so that it says, hey, Kendra, stop, right? Let's get back into it. What does that look like? Well, I think in the book, I outline a four-step method for applying this, essentially choosing better stories to change your life. Um, And that first one is catching the stories in the act, essentially stopping the automation, like you just said right there. Um, Sometimes simply the awareness that we have stories on repeat is enough to help us make progress. So I now, of course, am deeply immersed in, in this practice, but I've learned to uh, do like random checks. I don't even necessarily have a plan for it, but uh, like when I'm in the shower to stop and say, because I feel like sometimes when you're 
maybe when you're driving. I'm in New York City, so I don't do a lot of driving, but I do do a lot of walking. So I do it on my walks to just mentally stop and say, what am I telling myself right now? What is the story that I'm telling myself right now? So for example, Mm. the other day Mm. in the shower, I stopped and I, I was like, what am I telling myself? And the story, the, the, belief, the line was, I can't do this all. There's no way I can do all this. I I will never, there's too much. I can't do it all. I can't do it all. I can't do it all. And I thought, Mm. well, okay. And then, all right. So that's having that on repeat. I'm sure you can imagine what that leads to. If, if, if it doesn't lead to me getting everything done, then it at least makes the getting everything done really miserable like a really miserable process if you're just trying to get everything done and the whole time you're like but i can't i can't i can't like what a terrible way to go through a day um Mm. and so then the second so so the first step is catching catching these and one easy way to do it is uh those limiting beliefs finding times in your day to stop and ask yourself what is the what is the tape player um and of course, there's there's more to that. But the the second step then is to analyze where where is this coming from? Is this even true? Um, and in in that case, for me, I always get it all done. So you know, like I really struggle to find um, stories of me not getting it all done. I guess it was just. It was more stories of like me always feeling stressed all the time as I was trying to get things done. And then it's essentially to the third step is to choose a better story or choose a story that serves you. Uh, And in this case, like whether I got everything done or not really wasn't the point. It was how I felt about doing it all. And there's so many different Mm. options you can choose. You can choose when it comes to choosing. Um, one of them is to simply say, okay, what's a what's a better story? Now, this is where you could go into affirmation zone and be like, I am able to get everything done. I get everything done in my day with ease and grace and I am a – whatever. <laughs> you see how I feel about that. I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> I hide that. my tone. Yeah, I can't hide my tone there. But Or you can say, actually, I remember two weeks ago when I had another day like this and – I crushed it. I remember last year when mm. this and this was happening. I remember in high school when I was on every single committee, organized every single dance, was on the speech team, was in theater and worked three jobs. Like mm. what? This is who I am. I am a person who gets things done, especially when there are a lot of things to do. Um I mean, I can go back and remember my job at the drive-in restaurant in the poodle skirt, cashing out, getting my tips, <laughs> jumping in my car, racing across town to go work at the video store. I'm dating myself. Be kind. Rewind. But like, I can picture that. And as soon as I do, I'm like, oh my gosh, Kendra, you have been getting things done since you had a driver's license. Um, so that was one option. Another option that actually worked well for me in this particular storyline and and choosing a better one, I borrowed a story from someone else, quite frankly, and it was my son. Uh, A couple days before, I had picked him up from school and was like, hey, dude, how was school? He's like, ah, man, it was kind of a tough day today. He's in fifth grade. I was like, how so? He's like, I got a little emotional, got a little overwhelmed. There was just 
so much homework, so many pages of math. We had to do this. He started telling me about his homework. And I said, all right, well, you know, let's just, let's just see what, let's see what the night brings. He's like, I just don't know how I'm, how I was going to get all my homework done. I said, well, let's just see what mm -hmm. happens. So he comes home, does his homework. He's done in 30, 45 minutes. You know, like it was a complete, and here he was, he like was really bothered by this throughout the day. And in reality, he was done within an hour. And so for me, especially mm. as his mother, but even if it isn't your own child, I can use that story. The next time I'm like, oh, I can't get it all done. I used it that day and be like, wait, you know what? I just saw my son struggle with this exact same thing and he got everything done in under an hour. Now, I'm not saying I can get all my stuff done in under an hour, but I can get it all done. Then the, la the fourth step is installing this story. Um, and that is, okay, so if we have this automation, this tape player that's telling you you can't get it all done or whatever it is for you at that time, on that day, in that situation, I mean, we all have very different stories depending on the area of life. How do I stop the automation, choose a better story, and then start replacing it so yeah. that so that so that the next time I start going down that I can't do it all path, it's not running away like a like a truck on a mountainside, right? Like I can say, hang on a second, I got this story, this story, this story, this story, this story. Now you can do that a couple of ways. If there's like a more like overall story that's holding you back at night. Um, once mm -hmm. you choose better or in your life, once you choose better stories, write them down in a journal. And then the next morning when you wake up or every morning when you wake up, go back and read them to yourself. So you start the day with your chosen stories. Um, if you know that you are easily triggered by something and it brings up an old spiral of stories, tell it right before that trigger is going to come or right after if the trigger is unexpected and intermittent. Ultimately, mm. our goal is to choose what our automation is um, yeah. with our stories. And yeah. You know, what that reminded me of off of those four in between, I was almost thinking like atomic habits, James I clear. Guess. Right. I was like, interesting. You're, you're not attacking the action, like a small action, but you're attacking what you're telling yourself. And it, it almost can even work better because we have to live with our stories, right? So now I'm going back to what you originally said, which was we're attacking the behavior. Yeah. And I, I mean, instead of attacking the behavior, sorry, we're attacking the story. And I love that. That makes it that, a lot more simpler. Yeah. Which was my big concern uh, with the book is I was like, wait, so really all I'm doing is telling people to just choose a better story. And I'm like, is that too, like, do I need to make it more complicated? But well, then I told myself, then I, well, yeah. And then I told myself the story of Mel Robbins and her whole thing is like, high five yourself in the mirror, dude, you're going to feel so much better. And I was like, and she, that, that, she is genius for that. That has changed a lot of people's lives. So hopefully this can be another one of those. I think so. I, I love that because you know, those four things that we go through, and I'm sure you go deeper on it in the book. By the way, I just pre-ordered it as I was talking <gasps> to you. Yay! So uh, I, was looking, I was looking down. I'm like, okay, I got to pre-order this. Hey, <laughs> so. that's so cool. Oh, that's awesome. Well, and Tristan, I should also, can I 
say that as long, if you are someone who is listening to this in the pre-order phase, so pre-January 11th, if you pre-order and then go to the website, chooseyourstorychangerlife.com, enter your info, you get a whole bunch of additional bonuses. So I'm doing, Tristan's doing it right now. I don't know if you're going to be able to watch this video, but he is literally now on his computer going to the website, <laughs> which is so funny. Um, but we're, we're doing, you get a whole course that dives deep into that second step of analyzing your stories. So the six ah. key questions to ask yourself. I've been going live every week. So you'll be able to tune into the last couple of lives and you'll get access to all of the previous ones where based on our research, Uh, We were breaking down like the top limiting stories that people are like, if I could just get past this thing, I'd be able to move forward much more smoothly, quickly in my life. Um, So just the other day, we talked about imposter syndrome, which is Mm -hmm. deeply tied to our internal stories, talking about burnout, the feeling of being enough. So you get all of that. That all goes away uh, on January 11th. You get all of that when you pre-order and then fill out your info at chooseyourstorychangerlife.com. Now, Kendra, I I agree with everything that you said. And now I'm going to relate to you through a story. I'm very excited about this. I was hoping you would. So for for years, so I'm I'm, I'm still in real estate, but I also do this for fun. And for years, when I started in real estate, and I'm in Los Angeles Malibu, that area. And in real estate for years, I'm like, um, you know, I can't, I just can't do luxury because I was shot down, luxury real estate. And then for years, I told myself I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. And I did okay. I did decent. And then finally, it happened by accident, right? Through an online lead. We did like this multi, multi, multi multi-million dollar home for sale. I did it. And then everything changed. Mm. All of a sudden, the story was like, oh, I guess, and when I realized how stupid it was, I was like, man, for years I like delayed that? Uh, That's insane. Mm -hmm. So the story kept on replaying over and over of how it's just, you know, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles, Pacoima, right? Mm -hmm. Mexican of parents are immigrants. And I'm like, I can't, I can't go to Malibu. Yeah, exactly. That's the story that was playing over and over. But I was lucky that it got tackled on its own. Exactly. Yeah. But this, what you what you've outlined here, allows you to tackle it more purposefully, and mm-hmm. you don't you don't have to wait around until it possibly happens. Yeah. That's why I love this, right? Because imagine what if that, and sometimes those things happen to us just when we need them and for the reason that they do. And I love when you're open to the to the universe responding in that way. Um, but yeah, if you've been sitting there and you're, you hear Tristan even right there, I could never, I could never, that's another sign that there are stories there. And then you just said, well, I, this is where I'm from and this is who I am. Um, if you have one of those things sitting around and waiting for a different story to appear is a pretty miserable strategy (laughs) for life, right? Like you have the opportunity now to take ownership, have agency over these limiting stories and change your future entirely. So Tristan, tell me, did you ever, once that happened, did you ever struggle again? Did it ever come up again? Like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do, did you ever hesitate with luxury after that? Or was it pretty much smooth sailing for you? Like that story was big enough and you're like, I'm done with that old belief. 
The story, the story was big enough because it yeah. did change the trajectory of all of my businesses. But you know, I can, I still go back to it sometimes. It's like, what? Who am I like? So yeah. I definitely, I still struggle with it. All right, yeah. so uh. it's normal. It's normal to revisit it and be like, oh wait, right? That's not the story I want to tell myself. Exactly. And then you now, I mean, you can use that story. So I think that's one of the things that's really important to pick up here is once you have that chosen story and you feel yourself going back, you can you can bring it up again because it's all iteration. And additionally, when you see a story, maybe it isn't a story that's as big as what you experienced, but when you see a story happen in your life in real time that is a story that if you were to put on repeat, it would it would elevate you. It would move you closer versus keep you stuck or moving you backwards. It's really important to to grab on to that story and and put it somewhere for safekeeping. So the next time it comes up when you when you're like, uh, 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 you're like, wait, wait, wait. No, there was that time that because you might not need it in that moment, but you might need it later on. Um, so the importance of seeing the stories then not only going back, but to see the stories as they happen. I love it. I'm taking note of that, by the way. I love that. That's a really that's a really good tactic. It's almost like the question, the age-old question, Kendra, which is, uh, would you rather have lived a life without loving someone and someone loving you back? Or mm. and, and then and then just living that life? Or would you have rather lived a life and loved somebody and then lost it? Oh, I know. Right? I would say lived a life knowing love. Because I can go back to that story now, yep. right? Because it empowers yep. me to know that it exists and I can do it again. Yep. That's actually one of the <clears throat> chapters is about um, love and relationships. So the last part of the book, the last five chapters are the five key, like five key areas of life and the way that <clears throat> you can or... Um, the way that it shows up, our self-stories show up in each of those areas. So it's business, career, uh, health and well-being, money and finances, relationship and love, and then family and parenting were the five that we took on or that I took on in this book. Um, and yeah, there's actually a story in there of a woman who lost love. And as she wanted to find love again, um, it was – she – the strategy was to tell herself the stories of the love that she lost because it was a real, true, beautiful love. And um, it actually empowered her versus, just as you said, to believe that love is possible again versus a hold her back. That's cool. I like that. It was so really the, the cool. five things, the five uh, things business, career, business. Mm-hmm. Uh, health and, and well being. And then. Money and finances. Cool. Yeah, money. Well, I mean, money is like the story. Massive. Yeah. (laughs) If if money is anything, it's a story. Uh, Then it's uh, love and relationships and family and parenting, which I mean, any of them. If you think about any one of those five, the self-story possibilities are endless. Is there one of those five where where you've seen – as you were writing this and talking to different people, that seems to be the biggest challenge for most people, like a story that repeats itself over and over that that brings people down. 
you know, I wouldn't say that one of those categories does more than another. Um, any one of those, uh, you can get stuck in some pretty, pretty unsatisfactory loops. So I saw it, you know, people when they were talking about family, like really struggling with family stories. Um, people with money. I mean, again, money is like the ultimate story and feeling stuck or feeling or if nothing, if nothing else, just not feeling good about the money that they do have uh, versus always focusing on the money that they don't. So no, there wasn't one that stood out as more than the rest. If anything, it was pretty obvious that in life, this is no matter what area, uh, our, our stories are, our stories are at work. All right. So a question for you in regards to the story that we're telling ourselves or stories, do you find that those stories sometimes transfer from generation to generation and then don't stop? Yeah. I mean, it is, it, I mean, and there's so much more, there's so much more work and research to be done on that. But I think that that is a big, even even the story with my son, right? Um, the, him saying, I can't, I, how am I going to be able to get my homework all done? How am I going to be able to get it all done? Where, where did that come from? Like, that came from me, either because he heard it or he's seen it or mm. he's felt that from me, or it was transferred just as a part of his DNA, right? So there are, and that's one of the, um, that's one of the fascinating things that people have discovered as, because I took a, a group of participants through this as I was working on the research for this book, um, was in that analyzed step to go back and see where these stories came from and how exactly we can pinpoint them and be like, whoa, I remember my parents always used to say this, or I remember my, you know, and, and how that then, uh, expresses in each generation as we go. Man, that is, I guess that is a very important question too. Where are the stories coming from? Are they from those people around you, like friends, family? Is it what you're watching or listening uh, yeah. to? I mean, I we collect we, them, uh, we collect them anywhere. It's like dust. It just, we just like. Just, <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. We're just like, ooh, ooh, I'll take this. I'll, it's like static electricity. It's like the cling, the socks clinging to you. We'll pick them up from anywhere. Of course, influences <laughs> like our family or people we spent. That's why they say, I mean, you can see how any of those uh, old cliches or famous quotes, however you want to see it, um, are true, like you can see them at work. So you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, which is true, right? Part of the reason is because you're picking up stories from them. Yeah, that's nuts. That's pretty <laughs> crazy that you do pick the, that stuff up and then they become your stories, right? Mm -hmm. And they become mm. your stories in a good way or they become your stories in a, in a bad way, depending. You know, and you can't, you can also, it's also what you do with the stories. So you can be hanging out with like super achievers, which doesn't necessarily equate to you telling yourself stories about being a super achiever. You might instead be saying, well, Joe has something really insane that I don't. And, and Amala, you know, just grew up with a 
silver spoon and so blah, blah, blah. You know, like it, it's all what you do with it. But yeah, you're, you're collecting them from all around you. It's interesting that you could be having awesome people around you, but because you're telling yourself a crappy ass story, you're not oh, yeah. taking advantage of those people around you. Yeah, exactly. And you should mm. use those. You should. I think one of the keys to all of this is to pay really close attention to how any given story makes you feel. Um, and if it makes you feel like good, uh, then go with it. If it starts to make you or if it does make you feel bad or it starts to make you feel bad, then then let it go and find and choose a better one. You see this a also, lot with comparison. Mm, I like that. But that also goes back to what you were first saying, which was you become aware of it. And at mm-hmm. that point, when you become aware of it, now you can start saying, well, why was I feeling that way? And then go through your four things, which was catching the story. Right? I mean, yes. look, it works. Look, we just went is. through this. Can it, it works. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All yeah, right, no. so that's yep. perfect. And for those of you who forgot, it's catching the story, analyze where it's coming from, choose a better story, and then installing the right story or a different story, right? Yep, or multiple stories, whatever it's going to take to get you. And you can get to a place where you completely work through it and you just don't. It's like for a long time, I struggled with a story that I was a failure of a mother, Um, and there were a lot of reasons, there were a lot of reasons for that. Um, a lot of places where I was gathering that story and it was, it was making me worse at work. Um, it was making me a worse parent because I always felt like I was a failure and that's not a place to parent from. Um, and again, if it, if it, nothing else, it was siphoning the joy that I should feel from the dual roles of being a mother and being an entrepreneur uh, who who loves both her children and her career. Um, and so I had a whole bunch of stories, stories from what a mother should be based on my mother, stories of various mom fails from my experience, like stories that I was mm-hmm. watching other people in my community. Um, I went through this process. I chose better stories. And I really actually, it just stopped bothering me. Um, I would see that, yeah, like my this birthday party looks different. My daughter is celebrating her sixth birthday in Las Vegas um, because I'm doing a keynote there. But that's awesome. she but she had an amazing sixth birthday. Seriously, like <laughs> she wore so one cool. of those like sashes and was down at the pool, like taking pictures with, you know, people turning 40 or whatever. It was amazing. Yeah, that looks really different because I could have told myself, well, my daughter didn't have her friends over and she didn't. We actually but we did have friends come meet us like what? Anyway, um, that's cool. That's it got cool, to a, though. It got to a point where it didn't bother me anymore, where I got really good. I actively had to choose better stories and install them. And then the better stories were um, were automated. And then it was so funny because then some things change or, you know, you grow or whatever. For me, in that case, there was a pandemic. Um, I wasn't traveling anymore. And then when I did start traveling again after however long it had been, like my first event out. I got an email from the school, something about middle school or I don't even know. And I, because do you know you have to apply for middle school in New York City? I didn't know that. Don't even get me started. I know. It's it's pure insanity, but that's It doesn't just happen? No, no. You have to. 
And that's for like public. I know. Don't even. So anyway, I get this email and it, I, it stresses me out and tr- triggers that I'm a failure of a mother. And I went into this. I should stop. I need. I work too much. I should stop traveling. And I was on my first trip. Like, what do you mean? Stop traveling. I just got here. So this thing, this story that had been pretty well handled suddenly came back because there had been a huge change. I had been grounded and then came back. And I what was great is right away I was like, hold on a second here. I know exactly what is happening. I need to go back to my chosen stories. And I did. And I was fine. But, you know, it that you may you nip. You nip one and then it shows up later on. That's that's just part of growing as a human. That's true. That's so true. What a, that's a very good example, actually. I love that. That made me think of my stories like that. That's okay. I want to hear one. What story? Hey. I know. Well, when you said Vegas, I was like, mm. I, I, my son, my son's seventh birthday was in Vegas because I had an event. See? And but that was his first time in a limo, so he still remembers it. And um, he's like, "This is the best birthday ever!" Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and so, if I've learned anything about you know, we were talking about parenting and family and storytelling, it's that we don't like the stories I remember about growing up, good or bad. Right? We have a we have a mix. Um, probably aren't the stories that my parents would have assumed that I would remember, right? Like it's they so were, <laughs> they would like try to curate like, oh, here's this amazing thing that we're doing. And here's this amazing thing. And your kid just remembers that there was a limo, like a limo was probably part of the contract. Like you weren't like, oh, if we make this a limo, he'll remember it forever. Um, and so to kind of have so that, yeah, we don't, we don't get to, we can't dictate the stories that other people remember um it's just how we see those stories ourselves that's who and and the kids are learning from the stories that we're telling ourselves right like you said absolutely so very good point all right everybody pick up the book i picked it up as i was talking to kendra (laughs) and then go to her site choose your story change your life.com There's extras on there that you can just fill out at the bottom. It's step two after you order the book, and then you complete your pre-order right there. So, Kendra, how do people find you? Uh, Is it on social? Is it on a newsletter? Where do they go besides that website I sent them to? So I'm on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Kendra, K-I-N-D-R-A-H-A-L-L, Kendra Hall. Facebook, I think it's Kendra Hall Fan. That's how old my... Facebook pages. It's back when you were fans of pages. Do you remember That's that? Awesome. Tristan? I do. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I send out weekly newsletters. Those you can get on, well, they're like weekly vlogs or video blogs or whatever the cool kids are calling them now. That's at kindrahall.com. Are you on TikTok? <laughs> I am not on TikTok. <laughs> I was, on well, TikTok. when you said, when you said vlog, and I was like, mm, I wonder if you're on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. Again, I probably see what's funny is, as you said that right there, now knowing, you know, obviously I'm a student of my own methodology. I was like, you said that. And I don't know if you heard me pause. I'm like, oh man, I, I bet there <laughs> I are did. some stories there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm pretty sure I have a whole <laughs> set of stories of why I'm that are keeping me from going on TikTok. And Tristan, I thought to myself, I do not have the energy right now to deal with those stories. So 
I will put, the, put a pin in those stories and deal with that on another on another day. But Instagram, Instagram is the best spot for me. I love it. Well, thanks for being on the show, Kendra. We appreciate you. Thanks for the conversation, Tristan. I appreciate you. Those are all the brilliant thoughts that we have for you today. If you like what you're hearing, drop us a review or just tell your friends. This has been a success podcast. Head to success.com slash podcast to hear more just like it.